As a business owner, your nightmares might sound like this. But advertising on Cats Digital can turn your nightmares into this. Hi, how can I help you? I'll be right with you. You see, Cats Digital is the only true audio anywhere advertising. You'll be talking directly to your customers on any device, any place, and any time while they're listening to music, talk shows, and podcasts. Now that's a great dream. Wake up your business at katzdigital.com. Hey, it's Brennan Gennetti. And I'm Devin O'Haran. And you are listening to Music You're Missing. And today we are bringing you the Blue Stones. Yes, we are. The Blue Stones is consisted of, consisted of, consists of? Is made up of. Oh, God. <laughs> it's not like they're ingredients. Like, they're people. You just made it seem like you're making recipe. All right. What are their names, Devin? Tarek and Justin. And today we are speaking with Tarek, who is the lead vocalist. And guitarist. Yes. We're going to chat with him. They just dropped a brand new album in March called Hidden Gems. It was originally scheduled for July. Of 2020. So. As you can guess. Our girl COVID said, uh-uh, not today, Blue Stones. And it ended up dropping March 19th and has seen a lot of success since. It has. And I'm really happy for them because right before COVID, they were kind of really hot. They were nominated for a Juno Award. They were on tour. Sorry. They had a lot of shows scheduled. Yeah, and they had a, and they dropped some fire music videos. So I'm glad things are looking up for them. And I'm <laughs> so stoked to speak to Tarek. But first, you've listened to podcasts before. You know the deal. Devin, where can the people find us on social media? You can find us at Music You're Missing, and you can see all of our social handles. Yes, um, and also TikTok at Music You're Missing Podcast. It's just... We had to change it up. I'm sorry. You know, we're relatively new to the TikTok game. It used to be something that I was like big anti against. um, And then I realized I'm actually obsessed with TikTok. I'm so obsessed. It's gross. But but... you know what? I'm okay. Uh, We're not going to get into this, but I'm okay with it. I feel like, you know, the content is literally created for you. It's not cheesy because it eventually, you know, you get some good stuff out of it. That is true. Uh, And then just one more thing. The Blue Stones are on the cover of the Music You're Missing playlist right now. And their tracks are streaming at the top. So go to Spotify, type in music you're missing and be one of the other 1500 people that follow us on spotify all right we're gonna shut up now we're joined with Tarek from the blue stones how's it going man hey thanks for having me of course thank you so much for for taking the time to chat with us we're so excited because obviously you along with everyone else in the whole damn world basically just experienced a shutdown with covid but it seems like things are picking up and specifically for you it looked like you got uh rock the hub in nova scotia coming up relatively soon yep that that actually is a show that we have coming up wow thanks for reminding me um yeah it's crazy because you get in such a mode of having nothing but you book these dates ahead of time and then you finally get to the point where you can play them you're like oh my god it's actually happening now and i feel like once it happens it happens like there's another show right after that and yeah bye bye vacation you're just doing it from now on back to it you're absolutely right well because you're you're in canada correct yes so what's it like for you guys? Are venues open yet? No, like, so it's pretty much everything is closed. Like actually my province, which is basically like a state is, is shut down. Like it's in lockdown right now. So the only thing that you're able to do is go to work. If you have work, um, go to the grocery store, drugstore, and then just stay home. 
So like everything else is closed, including venues Um, and venues have been closed for a long time now. So yeah, the idea of live shows here is it seems pretty far away, you know, not as far as it used to be, but definitely still kind of a far away thing. I know you guys can uh, refer to yourself as, was it the Canadian? The Canadian. Canadian uh, Misfits or Rejects. Rejects. (laughs) You know, you're clearly gaining traction in the U.S. And then obviously for COVID to come and, and prevent you from traveling. I'm assuming you haven't been in the States since. The last time I was in the States was driving home actually from a Canadian show because Winnipeg is easier to get to from the States side of things than it is from the Canadian side of things from where we leave. But that I had to cross through the States to come back home before the border shut the first time they announced the pandemic. And that was the last time I was in the U.S. Were you aware at that point you were like that it was like ending? You know, it was weird. I remember kind of. Obviously, I knew there was a big deal because things were shutting down and they were canceling tours. And I was like, okay, well, this is a lot bigger than I guess I thought it was. At first, I thought it was kind of like, you know, just just another trending flu that was kind of coming around. But obviously, it ended up being so much more than that. Um, But yeah, I guess I guess the concern ramped up as we got closer and closer to home and we heard more and more things were shutting down and like staying closed as well. Yeah, I'm sure it was probably like a rush back to make it over the border. It was. Yeah. That's we, so we, scary. And yeah. did you get a lot of shows canceled, obviously? Were you in the middle of a tour or were you wrapping things up? We're just kicking one off. And it, it was like a tour that was throughout uh, Western Canada. And in the midst of that, we were going to go to the Juno uh, celebration because we had were nominated last year. So we were looking forward to going to the awards in the middle of the tour. And then one by one, every single one got canceled. And so, like, basically about 10 dates plus the Juno Awards was, were canceled, Damn. like, in person. Yeah, I was on tour at the same time, and that's exactly oh, yeah? what happened to us. But I was in Detroit yeah. was my last show we did. Oh, so, like, right next to me then. Yeah, <laughs> that's well. Yeah. And it's funny because you're talking about, like, how close you are to Michigan, right? Yes. Yeah. Like, so right across the border. My first tour that I ever went on, I did, it was with Brian Adams, so the whole crew is Canadian and they were trying to explain to me like how close they were and one of them was like yeah I'm like the tour manager loves me because I can either fly out of Canada or the US like whatever's cheaper and I it was mind blown he must be from Windsor where I'm from yeah probably (laughs) yeah yeah that's so cool you know I think it's interesting that you were saying you kind of sense Almost impending doom because in January of 2020, uh, you're doing an interview with 94.9 in Toronto and you were chatting about the inspiration for the Shaking Off the Rust music video. Now I'm shaking off the rust. I don't know if you recall, but you literally said, and remind you, this is January. This is two months before like COVID was even a thing. The days of virtual shows and at-home shows are upon us. And soon you'll be able to play shows in your underwear from home. And and no, no. I said that? Oh, yeah. Wow. Somebody needs to quote me. For sure. You really I think do. I, I didn't realize. I don't even remember saying that. You literally but, like read into the future. Yeah, I was listening to that back and I was like, holy shit. Wow. He really wow. did that. 
And like how many virtual shows are there now? It's like, I feel like every day there's somebody putting on a virtual show. Yeah. yeah. It's okay. I'll give myself a pat on the back for that one. <laughs> uh, obviously, you know, you were saying it more of a, a technology like is, is ramping yeah. up, but it also really did like this really kind of expediated the shift towards like digital events. I'm just wondering sure. as an artist, especially now, what are your thoughts on like the virtual reality concert? Uh, yeah. You know, like I think some of them are really cool. I, I have to admit, like I remember it was Travis Scott. So yeah, he did that, whether it was an album or a single release or even just like an event on Fortnite. I just, just think that's like genius. I, you know, I think it's such a a cool move. It's, it's like cross-platform and just super fresh, you know, and, and novel. And I think that kind of stuff is cool. I guess there's a little bit of monotony that comes with playing live stream shows from your, your house. Uh, I mean, obviously, if you have like a chat room that's off the chain, then like, yeah, it's a little bit fun. But for the most part, it's tough to do it. I think like week after week, um, you know, putting on shows and like, I don't know, it just feels a little bit stale. But I really appreciate the fact that we can even do it at all, you know, and the nice thing about, you know, if we're going to put any kind of silver lining on COVID, the nice thing is that it really facilitated, like you were saying, it really facilitated us having to get our online presence like in order, you know, like it really made artists everywhere have to focus and be like, how can we keep people engaged while we can't see them and perform for them. That was, that was nice because yeah, you start to do things like streaming and cool little events like what Travis Scott did. And I'm sure there was others. I remember the weekend did one on TikTok and a couple other cool ones. I just can't seem to remember right now, but there's some good stuff. And, and obviously live on display came from that, which was our live performance um, that we did back in August or in September. So that was cool to be able to do. Definitely. Was there anything not that you're forced to do, but that you adapted um, to doing that you are now going to take with you even in like a post-COVID world? Hmm. Good question. So far, great questions. Great questions. Yeah. So we started a Patreon and it's actually something that I really enjoy doing mainly because it's just a cool way to get in touch with like our biggest fans. You know, they they place uh, like a small fee and they get to have all this extra cool shit that they can, you know, access, which is like behind the scenes and breakdowns of lyrics and like zoom calls with us and a podcast that Justin and I do, but just for Patreon. So that was a nice thing that was born in COVID and that will carry on well beyond it. You know, we try to keep people engaged on that platform in a way where they can be super close to us, you know, and the whole thing about Patreon is that like you have this extra level of connection to the artists that you love. Right. So on our end, it's fun for Justin and I to think of like cool new things that we can do for our Patreon users where it's like, I'm so glad I, I signed up for this experience because I feel like I'm getting a lot from it. And that's that's something that we've really put a lot of focus into lately. Yeah, it's also really nice to be able to create to people that you kind of already have a relationship with. There's a lot more, not lines you can cross, but you can kind of be a little bit more authentic because, you know, Instagram now is like a modern day business card. You've got to like have that shit on lock, whereas you could probably, I'm sure you could probably uh, be a little bit more informal on Patreon. You absolutely can, you know, and Instagram is its own thing. You are in the public, right? So it's like, I mean, you're in the public and Patreon as well, but you know, it's like a bulletin board, right? Like Mm -hmm. people are going to see your personality if they're just casually browsing, they can stroll into your Instagram. I think in Patreon, I I feel a little bit more of a, of an ability to, to be vulnerable, you know, like you can get a little bit more personal with fans or like, you know, crack jokes and they can really see what you're like. So um, it is a nice difference between Instagram and, and Patreon for sure. 
Nice. While we're in the this social and virtual world conversation, uh, are there yes. any virtual or even NFT things that are on your virtual bucket list? Oh, I don't know if we'll release an NFT. I don't know if people care enough about us to, to <laughs> release an NFT. You never know. Yeah. I guess you never know. Right now, we're really focused on writing new music, funny enough, because we put out Hidden Gems and so thrilled with it. Um Obviously, I'm going to push that album for as long as we can. But the way things are right now, you know, there's no tour to back up an album release. There's no press run that you can do. Obviously, we can have a chat like you guys and, and myself. But other than that, that, that's it. You know, so I feel like we're always on to the next and thinking about what's the next thing that we can do. And for us, we're, we're a music band. Like we really care about the music we make. And that's kind of always the number one priority. So we're just kind of working on what's coming next. Hidden Gems was originally scheduled for July of 2020. And then yes. it got pushed back to March. Is this going to affect your next release? Are you still going to have your typical rollout? Or is, is it going to come sooner than people are usually anticipating? I think it's probably going to come sooner Nice. than people anticipate. You know, I like to keep people on their toes. You know, I, lo- I, I really love it when an artist will release like an album. And then like a week later, they release like 10 more songs that, you know, they had no idea existed. And yeah, I, I just, I feel like just for the sake of our fans too, like, I just want to keep giving them the stuff that they like, you know, and we like making music, so it's not really a burden on us. <laughs> yeah. It's a benefit. Yeah. You know, like we'll keep doing it for it's you. It's a win-win no right there. <laughs> So we do want to talk about hidden gems. Obviously, you know we just talked about it, it getting pushed back. It's finally out. How are you? How are you guys feeling? I, I, I mean, I'm so proud of that album. It's funny because I'd be asked like in interviews prior to the album coming out, they'd be like, "So are you nervous about it, or is there anything that you change?" And there's nothing I would change about it. Like it was to me like our best piece of work um, so far, and I was just happy to finally be able to release it and like we'll have people enjoy it for what it was. And like the whole experience itself was amazing too. Working with Paul Meany was awesome, and it was just like kind of good vibes the whole way through. So to finally put a cap on that experience was was a really good feeling i mean paul is kind of a personal hero of ours for years like we we listened to mute math which was he was the front man of that band um we listened to mute math since like 2008 2009 so to be able to work with one of your heroes is like just mind-boggling um and he ended up being just an awesome person you know like not intimidating and easy to work with like it was just a good experience overall I would say for sure. And yeah, like, I mean, he's, he's worked with some big artists um, and he's just got such a creative mind that it was a nice fusion to have between him and us. I feel like I don't, I don't want to like say you have a certain genre, but just your genre of sound um, and anyone who might fall into that world, the people that are in there, I just feel like are very authentic and they really care about the music. And I don't have many bad experiences with uh, people of that genre. Of course, if you go to like pop or hip hop, um, some people are... <laughs> you, know. you get the egos at play. Yeah. yeah. So it is really, you know, reassuring to hear that, you know, these people are, are working with more modern day artists, but are still to the core focused on, on music. Well, I, that's like the most important thing at the end of the day you know like you can talk all this shit and big game and all that stuff but if you don't have good music then what's the point Mm -hmm. you know like i just feel like things like that are trends and they will fade away faster than they even started and as long as you concentrate on making good music that's the root of what you're doing and you can't really go wrong so 
yeah, that, that should always be the focus, you know? So that's what we'll keep doing. I mean, that's especially true with your track, Careless. What are we doing? Who are we? No, I'm in the wrong. No, she loves me, but I never felt the hook pierce so deeply. Out from the Monday, drag me to the sea now. Midnight vibing in the Chevrolet. Only three minutes, only ETA. Feel the fingers thread through mine. Turns me on when we keep it offline. I think this is honestly one of my favorites just because it's so sonically different um, than the rest of the album, but obviously still fits in with like that Hidden Gems world. I know you were originally hesitant releasing it. What finally led to you being like, yeah, I don't care. I'm putting this out. Like, this is what I like. You know, it it was definitely um, largely in part due to Justin because... You know, so for those who don't know, Justin is the my counterpart in the band. He's the drummer and, and backup vocalist and just kind of jack of all trades. But um, anytime I have like a song idea, like I bounce it off him, you know, and he gives his input. But even after the song is done, he has input. And and I remember us having a conversation about Careless and we were a little bit fearful because we were like, well, we're still releasing singles. If we release a single like Careless, which is so like not rock and roll, it's a lot more R&B, pop infused. Um, even though we love the song, it still has our DNA running through it. What are people going to think, you know? But then we realized two things. Number one, at the end of the day, we really don't care what people think. Like we want to put out music that we're proud of, you know? And like, we want you to like it, but it's okay if you don't. Um, but number two was that he mentioned it's more of a sellout move to not release a song that you actually care about. And like, you know, so if we were to hold that song back from being released because we didn't think it would do well, then isn't that what selling out is? Exactly. So so we figured, no, we like the song. We think it's unique and let's put it out because we want to. So that's what ended up happening. Definitely. And I think now, even in like a streaming world, it's even like more appropriate for artists to experiment with their sounds. It's almost kind of expected. Exactly. And, and, you know, people listen to so many different types of music. I I always ask the question, like, describe to me what a rock fan looks like nowadays. Like you can't, you can't peg them, you know? So it's, that's just how we listen to music. Everybody's all over the place. So yeah, you can afford to release a song that might be a little bit different because it's still going to sound good to the people who like your more roots rock stuff. When you're working with a, a song that kind of strays from, like I said, like sonically from your other ones, how does that fall into a set list? Where do you think that's going to end up? Yeah, that's a good question. I think, again, another good question. You guys have really done your research here. <laughs> I, something like Careless, where, you know, slower BPM probably will find itself in the middle of the set somewhere. Um, I, I feel like our sets are usually built to be like highs and lows and highs and lows. You want to bring the audience up at the right points and help them relax at the right points. And I can see that being kind of like a middle of the set, almost like a think of it as like a palate cleanser kind of song, you know, mm-hmm. like you just come off of like a rip roar and energetic song and everything dims and it's quiet and you start playing this song and it helps people like bring back down, bring people back down in the middle of your set. That also kind of brings us to Spirit, which we know is the one you're most anticipated to play to a live audience. Oh, yeah. You haven't played it live, correct, right? I've not played it live, no. 
No, actually, well, uh, that's kind of when we, so the last tour that we went on, um, which would have been the hidden gems tour, like just before everything shut down at a couple of early rehearsals or like sound checks, we tried spirit, but it just wasn't ready at that time, you know? Um, so I'm glad we put it away now though, because obviously I have to live with the song now for a while. And I can't wait to actually perform that one live. That's going to be my favorite. I feel like we probably won't stray away from what it is naturally, which is just like, badass guitar riff and some like crunchy drums and and that's you know that's what we're good at so we'll probably just we'll keep it as raw as possible i would imagine is that gonna be the opener or the closer Ooh, spirit i would probably open with spirit i feel Gotta like that's start good, off with a bang right and i feel like that's a great way to expose you guys to maybe new people like when you're at a festival and there's obviously a bunch of people who might not have heard of you guys yet when yeah. you're starting off with that, it's like, hold up, let me get my Shazam yeah. out real quick. Yeah, you start with that and you follow up with bananas and pajamas right after that. <laughs> <laughs> that's so exciting it's it's clear you know things are starting to come back to normal a little bit um what else can we expect from the blue stones one thing i'm gunning for is a good collaboration i mean i've got a couple artists in mind who i would just love to work with um and i just feel like that's probably on the horizon for us just collaborating with somebody cool you know we've been writing our own music for us for so long just to kind of open up the avenue of having somebody else contribute is a really cool idea and and a lot of what i've been doing with this time away from performing and touring is writing for other artists so in doing that i feel like you know i've met some cool people and it just opens your eyes up to the possibility of a solid collaboration you know whether it's with somebody in your genre or or out of it i think that's probably next grandson would be i i kind of have a couple ideas to collaborate with him i think that would be a lot of fun i've always wanted to well, there's actually another duo from canada from ontario uh they're called cleopatric and i always had an idea of maybe doing like kind of a four-piece super group sort of thing where we just put out like a very short run ep that would be a really cool idea uh, i would pursue i definitely think it would be cool to work with somebody in the hip-hop world you know whether it was writing just a badass riff for like the game or um you know kendrick lamar that would be incredible um j cole that would be amazing something like that would be cool i think the the energy that the artist wants to convey whether it's hip-hop or you know a genre like yours is just a good time either way so i think when you combine your resources like that's gonna be fire yeah you you want to obviously find somebody who's excited about it too right because then they're gonna really give it their all um so yeah i guess i'll just put the vibes out there and we'll see who see what the universe brings to us huh? manifest, manifest it, it. manifest it oh my gosh i can't believe i just did that <laughs> have you guys heard of of something called um moldavite yeah my god my sister i have a young, oh, there's I have always like, a story too okay yeah let's hear it i have like a much younger sister she's like 10 years younger than me and the other day her and her friends went to go shop for stones and i was like joss if you come back i don't remember what the name is if you come back with like that moldavite crap i'm literally gonna leave you outside like you're not allowed back in the house do you and know I, what we're talking about <laughs> the, the moldavite it, like, oh, i haven't it scares me Someone explain. Well, you can correct me if if I'm wrong, but like, so what it is, it's this like, like a gemstone. um, And 
apparently if you touch it and make contact with it or like wear it on your body, it's supposed to, you're going to have to help me here, but it's supposed to like help you get through what is like your true self and like what your true reality is supposed to be. So like massive changes might happen to your life all in the goal of getting you towards like what your destiny is. But like like, it could, it could mean you put it on and you like break up with a very serious partner of yours. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. You you can finish. That's what I noticed. No, that's perfect. I just know it happens like really quick. So like you can have like the worst, like, I don't even know how long it takes, like a week, a month. I like, I see that stuff and I just like keep scrolling. I'm just like, this <laughs> yeah. is bad juju. I cannot handle it right Normally now. I discredit that shit, but I'm a huge stoner. So I feel like maybe I could uh, work that <laughs> in. <laughs> I would be the first one to discredit it as well. It's just, you know what? It's funny to watch. Cause like I saw it on TikTok. Like yeah. that, I feel like on TikTok is where I keep seeing those. Um, and it's just funny to like watch people's stories, you know, whether or not they're real, it's besides the point. Yeah. It's like, just entertaining to hear it honestly merch idea like you can call it the blue stone oh my god moldavite like blue stones <laughs> brand there you oh go. my god start it i feel like that is messing with something i don't want to mess yeah around. honestly no. that's a black you know, mirror shit that is some black it, mirror it, shit it's like sure. the whole thing about ghosts where it's like you know it, my scientific mind doesn't really believe in it but i still won't like say that because i don't want to mess with any spiritual stuff like you be you let me be me and that's it <laughs> love that interview just because I feel like it was a very breath of fresh air for us. Mm-hmm. It was more rock than Definitely. pop alternative. And I loved the album. So I was really excited to have him on. They had so much success like right before COVID hit. And then they were able to keep the momentum and then drop this album. And then who the hell knows? Like they already have new music that they're working mm-hmm. on. So there's definitely more to come from them soon. For sure. I mean, they're on the bill for Rock the Hub, which is like the first sign of of many things to come. And I can only imagine because, I mean, this album is, I don't know, like it just is so legit. Like the production of it is just so great and i know it's already flourishing but i know that once it's exposed um at live shows it's when it's really truly going to excel and i'm i'm really excited to see you know where the blue stones kind of falls within the end of the year i feel like you know they'll be all over all radio yeah and it's also interesting because obviously canada is opening up a lot slower than it is here in the u.s yeah i feel like it's light at the end of the tunnel like we already can see stuff happening but the fact that they had these shows in august like mm-hmm. it's like it's finally real definitely and you know what's funny is canada's probably doing it way better than we are oh so my God. their we dates are actually under- gonna happen our dates probably not yeah we should still be under lockdown but well hey if you liked the blue stones then definitely go check out their music careless and spirit are streaming atop the music you're missing playlist right now and their face is on the cover. How lovely is that? You can check them out on social media. At the Blue Stones. And then you can find their personals, K 
connected to that Instagram. <laughs> and they also have a phone number that you can text, which Ooh. I could read off, but realistically, you're not going to copy down. So just <laughs> go over their Instagram and you will be able to find the number and send them a text. And then you know where to find us. At Music You're Missing on everything except for TikTok, at Music You're Missing Podcast. I'm sorry. When I made the TikTok, it didn't have Music You're Missing. It was already being used. Literally, you. who do we need to sue? going to throw hands. Okay, well, that is it. Thank you for listening. And um, bye. Bye. Psst. Want to hear something amazing? Oh, and feel free to tell your friends, too. So, Kohl's, they're having a huge sale on summer stuff. And if you live for sunny days like I do, you need to check it out. I got 40% off a new patio set, Food Network Grilling Essentials for 20% off, and 50% off those yard games my kids won't stop talking about. Best part? I got an extra 15% off and some Kohl's cash. It almost makes being cooped up all winter worth it. Almost. Select styles 15% off for ends May 16th. Some exclusions apply. See store or Kohl's.com for details. As a business owner, your nightmares might sound like this. But advertising on Cats Digital can turn your nightmares into this. Hi, how can I help you? I'll be right with you. You see, Cats Digital is the only true audio anywhere advertising. You'll be talking directly to your customers on any device, any place, and any time while they're listening to music, talk shows, and podcasts. Now that's a great dream. Wake up your business at katzdigital.com.